Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. We made it. April 8th, 2022. And welcome to episode number 283 of The Study Session. I'm your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, welcoming you to another episode. So excited to be here with all of you today. And on today's episode, we have been spending so much time looking forward to this year's NFL Draft that I wanted to take a moment to look back on the 2021 NFL Draft and the Steelers selections and talk about the success of those picks. So that's what we're going to get in here today. But again, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Steel Study for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comments, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag, where I do just that. Get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. You drive the content. It's all about you, so let's make that happen. Be a part of the bag. And then also, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim and I will be recording next week. We're taking this week off. Jim is super insightful and knowledgeable about your Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't want to miss it. Check it out. That is linked in the show notes. So again, sometimes you got to look behind you to see where you came from, to see where you're going. And that's what we're going to do here today by reflecting on last year's NFL draft, the Steelers selections, evaluate how those picks did what their forecast looks like for this year and just give an overall summation of the group and we'll jump right into it last year remember the emphasis was on improving the running game and it was probably the worst kept secret that the Steelers were infatuated with Najee Harris out of Alabama and they selected him pick number 24 Harris was drafted by the Steelers with the understanding that he would come in and be the starter, and he didn't disappoint. Ran for over 1,200 yards behind a horrible offensive line. The biggest concern about Harris was just how much wear and tear he took last season because he basically was the offense, especially with Ben Roethlisberger's skills and abilities deteriorating to the point where they were effective at an average level, Najee carried this team. He's going to be a stud. He's going to have a huge year this year. I'm counting on at least 1,500 yards rushing from him this season. The offense will go through Harris. That was a great pick by the Steelers last year in the first round. And in the second round, you remember they selected Pat Freyermuth. There was some speculation last year that he would be taken in the first round by the Steelers. The concerns about Freyermuth were whether or not he could be an effective blocker. And he did 
decently well, but he made most of his contributions to the team as a pass catcher, and he demonstrated that he can be a TE1 and his best football's ahead of him. So the Steelers really hit two home runs with Harris and Freyamuth in rounds one and two. Round three at pick 87, they selected Kendrick Green. And Green was given number 53, Marquise Pouncey's old number. He came in and the expectation was, dude, you're starting. And whether or not that was the right idea, hindsight is 2020. It's easy to criticize the Steelers' coaching staff for putting Green in that position. But he didn't play up to the Steelers' level. He was benched late in the season. I know that Kevin Colbert said in a press conference earlier this year that it was an injury that kept him off the field, not poor play. That's debatable. And really, Green just got overpowered. He was getting blown up, pushed into the backfield. And we saw that in the preseason. That carried over into the regular season. Don't know if he's going to be able to overcome that. Probably going to get get a shot at guard this year. We'll see what he's able to do if he's able to rebound. Otherwise, if he continues to perform as he did in year one, he could be a player that gets cut at some point. Round four, Dan Moore was selected out of Texas A&M, and he started on the left side. The Steelers have a left tackle. Now, he wasn't stellar, but he was serviceable as a rookie, fourth-round pick, and there's a lot of upside here with Moore. Very excited to see what he could do this season. Steelers got a score here with this pick in the fourth round, and he is a piece of continuity for this team heading into 2022. Buddy Johnson was their second fourth round pick at 140 inside linebacker. Didn't really get many snaps until the end of the season. He got some snaps whenever there was a lot of injuries at the inside backer position when Devin Bush was on the COVID list and was underperforming. And then Johnson got hurt, so we really didn't see much of anything from him because the sample size wasn't big enough. So I'm sure we'll see a lot more Johnson this year. Definitely a player I'm going to be watching in training camp. The fifth round, the Steelers traded up into the fifth round to draft Isaiah Loudermilk at pick 156. Loudermilk got a lot of valuable snaps last year with all the injuries on that defensive line with Stephon Toot being out. So he gained experience that's going to benefit him greatly heading into year two. And he had some flashes of quality play. So he could be a nice piece on that defensive line. Good selection by the Steelers. Hopefully he continues to grow and develop in year two. With their sixth pick, they selected outside linebacker Quincy Roche at 216. He did flash a bit in the preseason, but he was shipped off to... Was he traded or was he cut? I can't remember. He was cut. Steelers cut him. The New York Giants signed him. That seems to be a pattern over the years. When Steelers cut outside backers, they're picked up by the Giants. That's what happened with Roche. So not much to report on him. 
Their first, they had two seventh round picks last year. The first seventh round pick at 245 was Trey Norwood, who showed that he is Mr. Versatile. He not only played at safety, but played in the slot and made some nice plays, but he also gave up some big plays, some explosive touchdown receptions that he surrendered. But there's some intriguing traits there. I'm excited to see him in year two, and he was a nice find with their seventh round pick, their first seventh round pick. And their last pick in the draft, they selected Presley Harvin with pick 254, a player that I was tremendously excited about, Thunderleg, the big dude at punter. He had a boomer. And yes, while we saw that boomer in action at times, he was inconsistent, had a lot of shanks, a lot of short punts, and he left much to be desired. Now, he did have some personal challenges with his father having a illness that he was dealing with and he passed away during the season so we do know that Harvin was struggling with that hopefully with all with some time in between that passing for Harvin he's able to regroup and show some good things in the punting game this coming season so overall it was a solid draft And that was just in year one. We'll see what these players do in year two. And there's a lot of reason to be excited and optimistic about this group and what they can contribute. And hopefully the Steelers are able to put together as good as a draft class as they did this past season. They had a lot of contributions. You got basically three starters out of the group. You could even argue four based on Kendrick Green, even though he played below the line. And then some of these younger guys on the back end of this draft, like Trey Norwood and Presley Harvin, we're excited to see what they can do with another year of experience. So overall, a good group. I'm not putting a letter grade on it, but there's a lot of promise with the 2021 draft class, expecting big things from them this year. And here's the other thing. When the Steelers like a player, they don't hide it. It's well known. We knew that they liked Harris last year. Seeing some of that same type of love for Malik Willis this year, he's going to be a bit rich in terms of draft capital and what it will cost to get him. But where there's smoke, there's fire, so we'll have to pay attention. But anyway, studyings, that's going to do it here on this Friday. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter, for listening, reading, and sharing. Please drop me a line. We'd love to connect with you. You know how to do that. One of three ways. Comment, email, tweet, at Still Study. Check out the podcast with Wex. It's linked in the show notes. And remember, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Have a great Friday, everyone. Enjoy the day. Peace.